Hello and welcome to our coverage of Survivor Canberra. I am CK and I'm joined by my friend who's always here to give us quality value, Annabelle. Welcome, Annabelle. Hello. Thank you for inviting me, CK. And our, our good friend Max is also supposed to join us, but it seems he's having some sort of technical difficulties, which is uh, seems to be a common occurrence, actually, <laughs> Max. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hopefully you can join us frequently. So we're nice. going to... Oh, Aston, is it Can you see us now, Aston? He said, is it just grey for everyone? Can you see us now, Aston, in the comments? Let us know if you can't. You're missing out on my face. You're missing out on my face. My beautiful face. It's my beautiful mo that I've grown just for this occasion. It's it's, it's in support of Michael, um, who's a contestant. Oh, yes. He's not a a contestant. Yes, he does have a power stash. Um, (laughs) But uh, Michael, what we're going to be doing uh, for. The review of the cast is we've broken them up. Hopefully Max will join because he's looking at five of them. I'm looking at five and Annabelle's looking at six. And what go- we're going to be doing is to keep it um, organized, we'll, we have had to determine who we think is a winner of our group of six, who is going to uh, lose at final tribal council. Annabelle has two of those. Who's sort of the fallen angel who gets taken out um, right at the end, you know, misses out at the final tribal council, goes out fourth or third, depending on what the structure is. Um, and, uh, Aston's having serious technical difficulties. I'm sorry, mate. Can everyone, I should everyone else can hear us. <laughs> can you hear me? Aston and Max need to group up and workshop this one together. Yeah. I was muted for a second there, but I think I'm good. You can hear me, right, Annabelle? Yes, absolutely. Yes, we're, okay. We're good. Um, uh, and then we will be doing uh, the first boot. So sorry to the people that we've had to label as first boots. Someone's got to be the first boot, as we all know. Um, so unfortunately, there's going to be a person there. And for I'm sure many people have been watching the videos that have been released uh, by the great team at Survivor Canberra, the cast assessments. But we'll be doing a sort of a talking point and sort of to give people a flavor of each character, we'll be identifying them with a Survivor um, player that they may, they may know to sort of place them in the sort of play that we think they're going to be. So why don't we start with uh, Annabelle, who you thought was going to be your winner? Or just give me... Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, now I'm Matt in the chat says, am I going to miss Max's all-men picks? Unfortunately for Max, he's been forced to rank some women as well. Um, so that may real skew his normal strategy. Um, but I am going to start. Oh, see, this is hard. Okay, I'll start with my winner pick, as you yeah, suggested. Um, and my winner is Michael. Um, Power Stash Michael. I think I said in the comments on his video that first. 10 seconds of his video redefined my sexuality. He smolders like no other man. Um, I think one of the things that we need to flag is just the number of pre-existing relationships with this cast. Um, And I think that Michael is really well placed in terms of having a positive relationship um, with a lot of them. He is very intelligent. I mean, perhaps not quite as intelligent as James Wolfe, but getting there. Um, James Wolfe was in the chat. I'm I'm sure he enjoyed that. Enjoyed that a lot. (laughs) 
I have enlightened Michael to my number one pick for him is AK. So I chose AK because I think Michael's going to be a bit of a challenge beast. Um, I think he's the sort of, you know, you can tell he's prepared for absolutely everything. He's gone through all previous seasons and looking at org themes um, and is just a real um, expert in the game. I know Michael has played a lot of orgs. I think he's probably won some of those as well. Um, I just think that he's coming in with a lot of experience. My my fear for Michael is that um, so many of the cast know that, and it's potential he could potentially be a fallen angel rather than our winner. Um, just because of what a threat he is. I said he also has kind of Rob Sestonino energy as well in that he can be like a little bit flirty and a little bit fun. He's um, a very a very funny guy too. I've got real high hopes for Michael. Well, look, I, I, I am in big support of Michael. I love the, the stash. I have the stash. I'm doing it for him. I'm representing the power stashes. I've grown it just for this occasion and for him. Uh, and look, I do feel bad because I once played a game of the weakest link to raise money for a Melbourne survivor. Um, and I repeatedly voted for him. Uh, he didn't, it was eventually he got eliminated. Uh, I went to the end, but uh, I repeatedly <laughs> voted for the core guy and he never voted for me. So uh, uh, I feel bad for Michael on that occasion. Um, and he's basically, I know him as the guy I kept voting for in uh, because that's how Max always describes him to me when I'm not sure who he's talking about. Um, so yeah, okay, that's Michael. Now, my winner pick is um, I will just pull up the picture to give it some surprise Nick. I think that Nick is going to be the winner. Um, and look, to be honest, this isn't based on his video because his video did not come across that well. But I've met Nick in real life and I, I really like uh, uh, Nick. Uh, uh, Matt said, I heard you did well in the mini before. I wasn't talking about the mini. I was talking about uh, something else. It's the weakest link. It's the other thing that I do well in. There's two things. Um, anyway, <laughs> I've met Nick. And I think Nick's got what it takes, um, though his interview was was trash. Like, mate, what were you doing? But for example, one of the things, his pet peeves is people that don't rinse plates uh, before they put them in the dishwasher. Just get a decent dishwasher. Like, I, I, I have a Millet dishwasher and that I can put whatever the fuck I want in that and it cleans it. Like, why, why would you get a cheap dishwasher that can't do anything? So and I don't like It's giving poor. It's giving yeah. poor and I'm not about it. Don't like it? And uh, he has played on online games, as had Michael. And I think that's really important. I don't think um, I didn't play online games before I played uh, in Melbourne Survivor. And having now played online games, I think there's a huge advantage to having done them. You don't realize if you haven't done both um, how a, a, an org in a text-based org can actually give you advantages for playing the real deal. It is a good training ground. I think Nick's played a lot of those. Um, and look, he, he's got the right idea, which is if he's going to get to final trouble council, how do you win? You smooth the jury. You make it about the jury. You make it about the story and about their story. You make them relevant. That's so important for jury talking. And he's got that down. He's got that planned. Um, but he compared himself to Val, of all people. That That's the player he, he yeah, Val, like Jeremy's wife. Uh, I think it's a really odd pick. For me, he gives off Dom Abate energy. 
He's a full, he's Dom. That's who he is to me. I think he's going to be a Dom in this season. And maybe Michael can be his Wendell if they're both on the same tribe and they both uh, have played orgs before. Um, but he, yeah, and his fear is he's afraid of Ferris wheels, apparently, or heights, but, you know, including Ferris wheels. So luckily for him, though, in these sorts of LRG uh, sort of formats, they don't seem to be able to make really high challenges. So he probably won't have to go up in the air uh, and he'll be fine. And I feel that Nick is going to be um, the winner. I don't right, think well, that's a, a bad choice. Um, I mean, again, he's got pre-existing relationships with a lot of the cast. Him and Haley have run several orgs together. Um, he has been part of that online Survivor Org community for a long time. Um, so that's going to include Michael and, and John as well. So um, I think he's pretty well placed there. Um, Nick, bit of a shameless flirt. I'd say he's probably going to go in there and um, play that one with the ladies. So maybe if Dominic Abate and Parvati kind of smushed into one like bold man, um, we might we might have Nick. And look, we're not going to spoil it for those that don't know, but he does uh, build a relationship out of this show with one of the cast members. So presumably they work together quite well. Um, don't vote each other out as as perhaps then they might not be in a relationship. So we won't spoil who that is for those that don't know. But I feel like uh, that's got to bring him quite a distance, uh, having a relationship like that that obviously, um, you know, developed into a real relationship post-game uh, was probably a very close relationship in the game, like yourself and Max. And here is Max. He's finally arrived. How are we going? Max. Sorry for my lateness. Um, technical difficulties is what I'm going to leave it to. Evan Ray, which is genuinely the reason bandwagon, just to put that up. Um, okay, like too. I'm, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I like Nick, I think he'll do well. He's a nice guy, sporty. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Who's your winner pick, Max? <sighs> Tough. Um, as, as we of know, your group, we we're, were clear of, here, of we were given group. a group of people and we had to pick from that group, so it's not from the, whole the rules, Max, that you prepared for uh, for weeks. For weeks, of course. I did I did all my um preparation for weeks, weeks ago. Um in the group, purely out of the people that I have, I have to go with someone that I know. Um, and that is Ma. And that's purely just on a bias and the fact that um I know her and I think she'll do well. And out of the people there, it's just the bias of just knowing her. Um, I think she'll be my winner's pick for this season. What can you tell us about Ma from her interview or from real life, perhaps, either? Ah, uh, she's obviously a Survivor super fan. She's very, um, uh, going purely off, we'll just, knowing her aside, going off her interview, which I think I should go off, is I loved her Bruce Lee quote saying, be like water. So that's just, for a Survivor game that only lasts a couple of days, being flexible, being able to navigate to different situations is such a key for doing well in a game like this so i feel like with her um game plan going in um and obviously her experience and different ways of i'm just going about the game and thinking about what she did well the previous time or what she could work on i think going in on a second time will be very beneficial for her and that's why i think she might have the other hand and a few of the other people so in this group um she's definitely one with his pick so, so by second time, what Max is referring to is Ma played 
Melbourne Survivor 3, the uh, season that may come out one day, who knows? Um, possibly not, but we all played in that with Ma, so we know Ma very well. Now, we won't spoil how she did on Melbourne Survivor 3, but as as Max said, um, playing uh, a game, having played a real LR, LRG, like like the one day or the two days, and then playing again is a huge advantage for someone in these sort of things, have that, have that experience. Um, and look how happy she looks in this photo. Um, she looks so smiling. For, for people that may or may not know, Ma was a huge part of the organization of Melbourne Survivor 4, which we recently just filmed. Um, she pretty much ran the whole thing and did an amazing job. But she never, she never looked this happy on that weekend. <laughs> yeah, look, I'll say about Ma, intensely competitive um, and uh, very intelligent. I My only concern for Ma is that she just has a slightly untrustworthy aura about her. She's the sort of person who everybody wants to work with. And then perhaps if you try and work with her, you, you don't know that you feel 100% comfortable. So I think that could be a problem. That said, again, Ma is one of the, the players this season who has a lot of pre-existing positive relationships. So I think that um any kind of i mean some of us guilty as charged just have that sus bitch energy and i think that perhaps her sus bitch energy will be overridden by the existing relationships that she has yeah I, <coughs> sorry i think it'll be really interesting if she can learn upon that that was um without spoiling placements or anything that was her biggest issue in Melbourne Survivor playing with fire. We actually were all on the same starting tribe with her and I wanted to align with her and she said she wanted to align with me, but uh, I never really was sure about that. Um, and, and that's the thing she's got to, if she's actually legitimate about what she's saying, um, you need the people to believe it. So hopefully um, she's learned from that feedback she would have got from some of us post game in playing with fire and uh, she can apply that to camera, which was filmed very shortly after playing with fire, if I recall, maybe a month or two later. So it would have been quite fresh in terms of that feedback. All right, we'll go now to the first boots. And again, I apologize to people we've la labeled as first boots. We had a group of people. We had to pick someone, unfortunately. Oh, sorry, Max, who was the survivor player that Mars like? Did you not do that? Hi, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I did it. I, just for the sake, for the sake of it, if I'm going to call him my winner's pick, um, I know it's very social, athletic. Uh, why not just go with Parvati? If I think she's going to win, she might as well get labelled someone like Parvati. Parvati? I don't think she's that pretty. But all right. That's, yeah, your why not? I don't know. She's Parvati. Why not? I think that's contact. a compliment. It's a compliment. It is a compliment. I just don't think Mars like Parvati at all. That's all. Anyway. <laughs> them. It's just, it's just too, I don't know, someone. I'd go more Michelle Fitzgerald, perhaps. Michelle yeah, I'll give him Michelle Fitzgerald too. Yeah, I like that. Oh, sorry, okay. sorry, Max. Whatever. 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 Sorry, Max. No worries. We're going to continue to overall your Outnumbered again. What, what, what are the odds? Uh, all right. So uh, first boot, and as I said, apologize to anyone that we've labeled first boot. We had to pick someone. And I'll give good reasons why I, I've chosen my first boot. Uh, hopefully the others can do the same. For me, my first boot, and I know she's got a lot of support out there, so the crowd is not going to like this, uh, but my first boot prediction is Mel uh, of the group of people I had to assess. Um, and look, there's a couple of reasons for this. Uh, look, she's an older lady on a starting tribe 
which is probably the weaker tribe, to be honest, looking at it. And that's going to, um, sorry, we'll just, we'll just put this comment up here because it's so apt. Uh, just, <laughs> just defer your opinions to me, Max. Oh, Mel, Mel's, Mel is feeling burnt. As I said, like uh, people are going to like, um, uh, not like this because she's got a huge lot of support, but she's an older lady on a, on a, <laughs> yes, I am old Mel. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> People are prejudiced against older ladies in Survivor. I'm just, don't, I'm not saying it's fair. It's just what people do. But it's not so much about that. It's about the things she said in the interview. She mentioned that she is, she's got too, too many uh, pet fleas, that she's quite clumsy. She's bad with names. She's got a shit poker face. She's got a really bad resting bitch face. Um, these are all things she self-identified in her interview, right? Uh so these are the sort of highlight of my that's okay geez this is what she <laughs> said. Well. These are all things she said like so she's already gonna be a hey potential... mel, mel i'm supporting you don't worry i'm on your yeah. side we stand a self-aware queen yeah she's gonna that's be a potential it. target uh initially just based on who she is and then if she's bad poker face and a really bad resting pitch face i feel like these are the thought of things people are going to identify and target and want to use um she also has a she twirls her hair when she's like lying and scheming. So she's got a really bad tell that someone might pick up on. Um, so I feel like all these things are going to come into it and she might get voted out first, but I think she's going to be iconic. I think she's going to be well-remembered and loved. So my comparison for her is Reem Daly. Cause she will be iconic like Reem. Queen, absolute queen. I also think, Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Mel is also a um, regular online reality game player. So that will, she's coming in with experience. She's probably coming in with pre-existing relationships. I don't think Mel is going to be the first boot. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm manifesting we get to the merge, Mel. Well, I hope so too. She's always on yeah. our shows and giving lots of support. She's obviously a lovely lady. I'm just... I had to pick someone out of my six, and I'm sorry for that. Mel, prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. Okay. Annabelle, who did you have as the unfortunate uh, first boot? Before we um, go there, sorry, sorry. Oh, I'm going to cut in now. Sorry. Um, who who do you guys think are the more stacked? Like, who's which tribe's more stacked? On paper, looking at them, at the team. The purple, the purple tribe. Purple. 100%. You, I think they're easily that? going to win. The, that's why I chose Mel as the first boot. Because I think yeah, I agree. I, 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 I agree. Cool. We've got that simple max take. Easy. <laughs> Look, we know what John's like in challenges, and he's not incredible. So let's uh, <laughs> we'll get to John. But yeah, like he's not a superstar. Let's be real. And uh, even so, even on purple, like obviously Malcolm Nick. was one of the people I had to go talk about um, soon. And just Colin, how how he's like a puzzle master and makes games i think even having that on the team of a stacked athletic not stacked but just like more athletic from my um observation yeah, yeah. i think they're the, i think they're the top team all right so who's your first boot then someone from from orange then presumably it's it's is it my turn or is it Max's turn? Go, oh, you're, sorry, your, your, your turn. Your turn, Annabelle. Your turn, Annabelle. I haven't really look. I haven't done it by assuming Orange is going to go to Tribal Council first. Okay. Um, That's fine. I, because I genuinely don't think I, out of my six, I have the first boot. So I thought of my six, who do I think is going to go first out of them? 
And um, I'm going to have to go with Grace, if you want to pull Grace up. So Grace is here to avenge her mother. And I absolutely love this photo of her. It is iconic. Um, but look, there was so some who was red her, flag. Who was her mother? Sorry. Okay. This is about probably the time I need to address the elephant in the room. I very loudly and multiple times over the last year have rudely told everyone on this cast and also Dan that over my dead body will I be watching Survivor Canberra. I've never watched uh, an amateur version of Survivor before and 2023 is not the year that I would be starting. Um, and then, of course, I'm in love with the sound of my own voice and my own takes. So the moment C K said, do you want to uh, podcast about Survivor Canberra? I said, yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. So don't ask me who her mother was. Uh, I have no idea. I have I didn't even watch Survivor Melbourne before I went on Survivor Melbourne. So no, I don't know. But she apparently was a second boot in a previous season, I think. OK, well, must be not, the first not all of us. Not all of us can be recruited, can we? <laughs> no, look, I love me, but and I'm committed to this, and it'll be great, and we can't wait. Janine, there we go. Queen Janine. Janine's her mum. Thanks. Janine from Thanks, season man. one, I believe. Love that for her. Okay. So, but this is where the red flags come for me, and that is that Grace seems to have a bit of a woman problem. So Grace's strategy coming into this is to team up with the men because she's identified in the past, the men love to gang up and vote out all the women. So if she gets in with the men early, hopefully she won't be the woman who is targeted by them. That said, Grace isn't really giving me one of the boys energy. Um, so I don't, I think she's gonna get out there. The kind of men who she's on a tribe with like James Wolf. I just don't see clicking with Anna um, and that strategy working out. So call it my own pro-woman bias. That's not working for me as a strategy, sweetie. Hoping that we like uh, Ma, flow like water and come up with something different once we're out there. And and which survivor would you compare her to based on the interview that you oh, saw? Wait, she's not even on a tribe with James Wolfe. She's on the purple tribe. Sorry, that was my mistake. Regardless, don't think it's going to pull off. This survivor, I had two that I was comparing her to, but I think the one that I would say is probably closer would be Julia Sokolowski from um, Survivor, the one that Michelle wins, um, who also had uh, a similar kind of game. So. Yeah. She ended up really getting bitten um, in the end by teaming up with the men, especially when the men went super toxic and realizing she was kind of on the bottom of that alliance. Okay, good. Uh, and Max, who have you got as your first boot? So I really, just this is a little bit spiteful, but a while back, <laughs> um, and this is, this is the thing, like I really, I really wanted to make it Malcolm as my first boot, but I can't look. Um, his interview out of all of them was the one that I enjoyed the most. He was so articulate. He had a really good read on the way he wanted to play the game. Um, okay, we very... can talk about Malcolm when you, we do Malcolm. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just saying. And then Is it Malcolm? Was, it's not Malcolm, but I wanted it to be. And I was going to get to this story. It's because we played a, like a, one of Wolfie's golden coin games 
a while back. Um, and I was I was the first boot in that game, and it kind of just made my night uh, short. And I was just like going to have a little dig at Malcolm and say, "Yeah, you got me out first. Maybe I'll put you as my first boot." But it's not. I can't. I think I think he'll do well. Um, with it, with the other three that I have, I have Joanna, Joseph, and Sam as as the others that I have to talk about. Going off the fact that I think Purple is going to be winning the first um, first challenge. I think it's going to come down to either Joseph or Sam. And both both of those um, contestants highlighted their weaknesses being, uh, well, Sam, it was that she's struggles a bit with the social interaction aspect. And I think that's why I think I'm going to lean towards Sam because early on, um, the first boot's always that sort of tricky situation where people just make 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 a group quickly and they kind of pick pick the person and everyone just kind of bandwagons on that person. So I feel like if Sam doesn't get out there and create that sort of um, alliance or friendship group early, it might really um, not be in her favor. So that's, that's the only reason why I think Sam will be the first boot. Not that I think she will be. That's just given off the names that I have. Um, that's, that's why it's, Sam is my choice. All right. Um, and who Survivor would you compare her to? You did do this, did you? Yeah. Just purely on looks, I've got a bit of a Gabby feel. Is this she like Gabby from uh, yeah, that's um, what, David Dwight? That's what I was going to say. That's I, I had that written down here. Thanks, CK. Um, absolutely. But Brady feels for the social struggles. We know you do, buddy. Yeah. Hang in there, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so now we'll do, uh, let's do the, uh, let's do our merge boots, all right? The old oh, merge boots. we boot. didn't do merge boots. You said we did two, four, we did Fallen, uh, fallen Angel, two, yep. um, First and boot, two losing boot, Fallen Angel. You're doing two losers at FTC because um, you've got six. Yes, yeah, all right. Let's do merge boot. Anyway, we can, we'll save the merge boot. You can prepare for that in the meantime. Um, <laughs> why don't we, we'll that do the fall. List. Who's going to lose at Final Travel Council? Uh, I I feel I actually think this person could win, so that's why I've got them going to, to Final Travel Council. But I think uh, maybe Nick beats them in the end. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going to pull them up. Um, this person actually really impressed me. Uh, Haley, uh, oops, there we go. Haley, um, she's. Uh, only 21, but I feel like she's got a really good head on her shoulders and she's really smart about how she's going to play the game as as a 21-year-old sort of younger woman and her approach to it I think is perfect. She's going to listen and step back. Um, she's, a, she's a super, super, super fan. Like she actually is one of these super fans that actually remembers tribe names. <laughs> I did not remember tribe names. She referenced a tribe name in her interview. Um, in refer an Australian survivor tribe name try to name around you because she was talking about Phoebe who she compared herself to. Um, she goes, listen to Step Back uh, and she described herself as empathetic, curious and snarky. Um, she wants to come out and be a prominent queer role model, I think. Uh, and she loves Matthew Mitchum, the diver, as what a uh, role model he was for queer people in terms of especially Australian sports when he uh, was a diver and came out. Um, so I think what we're going to get from her is a really smart, strategic game 
and really um, smart social game that allows her to play uh, different groups and be involved but not be a huge target. But I think we're going to get some great confessionals from her as well. I think we're going to see the snarky side there. So I think she's going to be a huge favorite. Um, she actually reminds me heaps of uh, so someone we played with in our season being um, a mental blanking. Who am I talking about? Caitlin. Caitlin. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but from a, so obviously no one's seen that season. So from a survivor point of view, uh, I, I've got, I'm giving a bit of Kelly Wentworth uh, approach to, to life. I think she's going to have that sort of strategic game. Um, and I think she's going to have the really good confessionals. And I think she's going to be quite convincing at the final tribal council. I do think Nick will just beat her. Um, but I think that uh, she will be very, very impressive throughout the game and uh, be very uh, significant to the whole game. For and fun facts, she hosted, uh, was one of the hosts of Perjury Org with Nick um, during yeah, no, lockdown. So she also, so that Perjury Org, James Wolf, who's on her tribe, was also in that game as well. I'm not sure if Haley was a host that season or a player. I don't remember. Sorry. But she's got strong pre-existing relationships with the other players. She's lovely, a little bit quiet, um, but hopefully that means that she flies under the radar. That's that's what I'm going to uh, That's part of her game, though. She wants to be quiet and listen and step back. And to be honest, that's what you need to do for like 70% of the game. And then you make it, you come out at the end and make a couple of big moves and have a resume. That's how you play Survivor. Like, you don't want to run out there and be a huge personality, like, off the bat and just dominate, like, your tribe in the conversation. That's, like, a really... Do you want to write that note to yourself, honey? Do you want to yeah. maybe have that <laughs> tattooed on the back of your hand? I knew all this when I went in. I still could not do it. Like, at the end of the day, it's very, it's very hard to go into these environments and try to be someone you're not because it, it's a pressure environment. You're under pressure. Um, you're trying to build relationships. You're trying to build... Uh, networks, you don't want to be voted out, you're, you're stressed out about it, you want to do well, uh, it's very hard to do all of that and uh, be, a, be a different person than who you actually are, uh, as, as Danny says, easier said than done. Okay, definitely, so definitely. Annabelle, I gave you two final Tribal Council losers. Um, who are your two? We'll start with mm, one. Okay, so I have one that's very clear um, to me and that is, again, I haven't really gone off the fact that I think um purple stacked i've just gone um based on on them themselves so anna anna is number one anna is so sweet butter would not melt in this girl's mouth um she even says um that the number one word used to describe her by friends is sweet and um and that's very very true she just seems like such a gorgeous person you would have to be an absolute monster to vote her out looking at you whoever it is um uh, but that said sweet doesn't always pay in the end and so this is why I have um enlightened her to Amanda Kimmel I think um, she's absolutely drop dead gorgeous. She is seems to be a fundamentally lovely person. But in the end, I think she's going to be sitting next to someone louder and they're going to go. The jury's going to go full um, savage and say, no, 
This time, we don't want a wimpy little non-leader. We want someone big, loud, and proud to win this game. Not that I'm projecting or manifesting, but I am. So, Anna, you're gorgeous, and I hope I get to meet you one day because you seem really sweet. Um, I have you as one of my losing finalists. And who um, you guys would you rather? My other one is I think I'm going to go with John. Again, he's on the Orange Tribe, so uh, odds are not in his favour of getting that far, but he has a lot of pre-existing um, relationships. I, I mean, I had him as potentially merge boot once you brought that up, but given that I've got to pick another one, I think, he, I think he will go far, but I don't think he can win. Um, John, I have enlightened to Aubrey because I think he's very good not, not at Denise. building. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, not Denise. I mean, Matt says at the time he thinks John only knew Ma. John has been part of the org community for years. So I just, I feel like it's unlikely that he doesn't know, didn't know anybody else. John, um, John, certainly we should, we should be Caitlin. clear here. John also played at Melbourne playing with fire. So yeah, he, he knows Ma, but he just doesn't know Ma. He actually played a real survivor game with Ma before. I understand John was actually a um, late inclusion. Uh, he was a substitute. Um, he was there to help crew and someone wasn't available. So John was put in. I don't think they would have otherwise put in two people that had played uh, in Melbourne Survivor together uh, on the season. But I think it was obviously a circumstance they had to go with due to someone falling out. Um, so just I just want to flag that that is a, a pretty significant relationship. And obviously why they're on different tribes to start off with. They've obviously thought about that with the planning. Um, but yeah, as you say, he, he may have some other relationships. Sorry, I just wanted to flag that. You can continue. Yeah, I, I would just be very surprised if, okay, Matt's, Matt says no other pre-existing relationships. All right. His um, was not the, the outcast, the perjury. It was the, the stranded format. Well, I thought he had a very, um, no, that, I thought he had quite a strong relationship with Caitlin. Um, anyway. No, he didn't know Caitlin before the game. Didn't know Caitlin? Okay. Mar, um, Mar, Marzen and Caitlin knew each other. Laurel. Okay, um, so I would say with John, very socially wily um, and very good at, at reaching out and getting ins with people. Also the sort of person who very easily falls under the radar and you don't suspect that he's playing you and, um, and social climbing. That said, I think Aubrey is a good fit because great, I don't, pick. I don't think that John knows that it's not always landing. So I think that um, John, simultaneously, people underestimate John, um, but I think once people cotton on to John's game, it becomes transparent. And I don't think, I don't think that John knows that. Um, or did going into this game. So my concern for, for John is that he will get to the end with louder players and be underestimated 
or he will get to the end with other quiet players and people might be resentful. So that's why I don't think that John is going to win this game, but I think he's obviously super, super intelligent um, and amazing at, sorry, my father's calling me, classic. It is his birthday. Happy birthday, father. Um, but I, I think he's going to do well. Okay. Um, uh, I also, I want to comment. I, this is the sort of normally he wears glasses. He doesn't have glasses in this photo. It's very, it looks very handsome without the glasses. He should be doing whatever he's doing uh, here, contacts or something. I don't know. Um, just one second. Sorry. Uh, sorry, my child has walked in. Um, what's going on? I'm just doing a call. <laughs> sorry. I'll have to tell you. I'll have to come and see you later. Okay. See. You want to see? You want to be a picture on the call? You want to say hello? Come say hello. Just lots of people. Come and say hello. Sorry. Hello. Hello. <laughs> there you go. All right. Off you go. I'll see you in a bit. Um, we'll now do the uh, uh, merge boot. Um, oh, or fallen angel. Done Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Max, Max. Clearly, you guys don't care about my contestants. Jeez. You didn't do any research, I do. I did. No, I have. I've got notes. When I say notes, I mean a page, but I have notes. Who from your group is going to lose at Final Travel Council, Max? I feel like Joseph is my pick for losing at Final Travel Council. I loved how... I loved, like... 54 plus countries living in nine of them. That's very worldly. Um, a lot of experience there. And I feel like if he could bring that experience, as you said in his interview, into the game and be able to use his social skills, um, as you said, to just bring his way to the, to the top and end up in the, in the final, final trouble cancel. He, he just as may, may as well do that. Um, uh, but I don't think that he, he, he's my Rod. God, yes, I guess. Who do you compare him to? Who do you think? You didn't do this bit, did you? Who have you got I didn't do this him? bit. I didn't do this bit because it's unfair comparing someone because everyone wants to be their own person. They just, I, I feel this is my excuse for not doing it. Just everyone should just form their own survivor identity and be known as themselves. So comparing someone to, give to another the audience, player, a flavor of the person. If they didn't watch the yeah. intro videos, which a lot of people might not have watched, you know, that's that we've done the work. We've watched the video and now we're we giving have. the flavor. They can watch an hour long podcast that's streamed versus a four minute video. No, I'm joking. All right. Who, who, uh, who, who I, we get, Annabelle, who are we going to give this guy based on nothing but I guess the way he looks and what Max told us? <laughs> um, so very worldly. Um, what did he say? He said he was. Countries. He's very social. He said he was analytical, persistent, and lived. That's how he described himself. Let's give him like... Yule. Let's give him Yule, Yule okay. Kwan. Yeah, yeah, Yule Kwan, worldly, hottie, Mr. Sophisticated, yeah. fair, fair. genius. Fair call. All right. I think his fly might be down in this picture there. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, it may not have been. Okay, so now we'll go to the... Uh, fallen angel the guy that comes fourth or woman that comes fourth um uh or third depending on what the final trouble council is um 
And mine for this is going to be um, uh, it's a bit of a tricky one. I'm tossing up between the two that I have left about which one it is. Um, and I think it's going to be Simon. Bring Simon up. Now, Simon is an I'm older. Uh, definitely an older fellow. Look, I, I've got a few comparisons to him to, to give you the real vibe. Um, I think he, he, he could give off a real Terry Dietz uh, uh, to, to the world. Um, but I think really, uh, and he's a landscaper, which immediately made me think of uh, Gary Hawkins or Gary Hoogaboom, um, the famous landscaper, not quarterback. Uh, but it, I think the person he's probably most like, um, you know, I've been doing American comparisons, is probably Lee. Uh, Lee Carlisle, Carlisle, the, the cricketer um, from season one, Australia. Um, he looks a bit like him and he's got that older older man hunk thing going on like Lee. Um, but he's very sporty, very athletic, but he doesn't know the game. This is a guy, he's he said his wife would say he's a filthy casual. Um, he doesn't know the game. He doesn't really know the strategy. He's going to be um, a, a bit of an Aussie bloke here with about probably loyalty and um, if he has a he has a group that he sticks with, he'll vote with them, and I think he'll go far as a result because he will be a loyal number. I think he'll be an asset. Um, this is Car Matt said it's Carlene's husband. Was Carlene in the first season? Perhaps she was. Um, uh, I think I think that he will do really well. I think he'll be seen. the the His weaknesses um, are oversharing, um, and he says he can build relationships around uh, with gen different genders and different ages. But I think that's going to be a huge factor, the ages. If, <coughs> sorry, if he can fit in with a younger crew, um, if he can get along with them, he, he needs to not be targeted just purely because he doesn't quite get them. He used the term, uh, he's been around the block, which I think is just an absolute boomer term to be using this interview. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if he can get through that, if he can build those relationships, I think he's going to be a very loyal, trustworthy member of uh, whatever alliance he's in. And I feel, though, what will happen is um, he'll get taken out right at the end, either because he's seen as a, a bit of a goat that people don't want to be taking a spot. Like, you, you know, you want to take out the goats so they don't uh, take a spot you could have at the final travel council because he doesn't have that strategic game. Um, or uh, he might be just so lovely and nice that people don't want him there as well. Um, and I think that could be the vibe. He did say he wants to play as Russell Brand. And he meant Russell Hans. Um, so I really, <laughs> I would like to see Russell Brand play Survivor. I think that could be great. Uh, but I just can't. I see love him. that. I can't I'm see him being Russell Russell Hans. Like I'm obsessed with this man. Uh, I just can't see him being Russell Hans. Like he just seems That's like so good. way too nice a guy. Um, but I think I think he can bring a lot. Um, but I think he could also be an early target if he can't build those relationships over the age barrier with a bunch of millennials and Gen Ys. Um, which he says he can, and, and that's going to be the factor really through his whole game, whether you can do that or not. Who do you have as your fallen uh, angel, Annabelle? Well, I 100% have the fallen angel. This person just has it all. They are a genius on a next level. They have a silver tongue. They uh, could be a professional athlete if they wanted to. They just decided not. My fallen angel is James Wolf. Bring him up, please. 
But everyone is going to be too intimidated by him to sit next to him in the finals. So this is why they will, after he finally gets, uh, someone gets in there after his individual immunity winning streak, baby Michael, finally catch him vulnerable and they take him out at the last minute. Um, unfortunately, James, we were all rooting for you to win, um, but they just, they snipered you right at the end. Um, I have compared James to Vetus, Vetus Bushkauskas. Is that how I say the surname? Because James can be very charming uh, when he wants to be. He can be very, very charming. I would also say James is the most likely to say something that might get them cancelled this season. Um, though it did fill me with some relief um, that James identified this in his video and said he was going to be careful not to say anything that could accidentally really offend someone. Um, so I think, look, James, again, not his first rodeo. He's been doing a lot of online games. This is something he really, really, really wanted to do. He's there to give it him his all. He played Perjury Season 2, which Nick hosted. Um, so James would have come in knowing Nick, knowing Haley. Um, James is also, uh, I don't think James would say this about himself, but he's a bit of a guy's guy. Um, so I think, and, and a particular kind of guy as well. And I think that there's a few of those on his tribe. Um, so I can see him um, being the, the alpha of a bunch of less alpha men on orange and um, really spearheading that through to the merge. Okay, great. And Max, yep. who do you have as your fallen angel? My fallen angel is Joanna. And the reason is, I think her whole description of you know, either love her or hate her could put her in a good position where she's trusted in an alliance. She makes it far, yet um, she gets picked off at the end um, just to get rid of that sort of Un unknown um, tribal council performance. I feel like she might have a really big game where she just goes out with the whole sort of like that wing it strategy as she, she was talking about, where she's not scared of making moves, not really um, like the whole emotional aspect of voting someone out. She can just go for the jugular, take them and just bring that whole personality all the way to the end, but then her alliance, so to speak, kind of just sniper at the end. And I've kind of put this whole love her, hate her um, aspect with Shane Powers from Panama. Obviously, oh. just like the whole like crazy dynamic, I think she'll be fun to watch. She's just going out there, wants to have a bit of fun, she's going to wing it. And I felt like that kind of brought me back to Shane Powers in his season, how he just, just went at it with that sort of love me, hate me sort of attitude. So that's why I've got her coming, coming in at fourth. Um, love that for her. And your comparison yeah. is Shane Powers? Yeah, like the whole winged attitude. Mm. I love that. Yeah. 
And also fan favorite, Shane Powers was a fan favorite. People loved him. And I feel like we might be getting the same with um, Joanna here. So, okay. Guys, my heart's quickening. Look who's in the chat. It's Snyder. It's Snyder. We love you. (laughs) Super fan, Snyder. Welcome back, Snyder. We stand. Um, Hey, Snyder. Happy New Year's. Merry Christmas. All that good stuff. We missed you. So, this is a big moment, TK. We have to, we have to. Pause. Snyder, how has your racing been going? Last time we spoke, you came 20s, then you went to the top 15. Now you better be in the top 10, top 5. Are you winning? What's the update? All right, we'll Send see. If... We'll continue, though. We'll continue. Yeah. All right, so now we just have one person left to cover each, and this is our um, merge boot. Uh, and my merge boot is Banfield. What a fantastic name. Banfield. Um, now, Banfield is uh, an intelligent player. Uh, he's going to be quite strategic. He self-identified as Spencer. I don't know if he's aware of Spencer's uh, latest sort of information. Maybe just the game player Spencer. Um, but for me, he actually gives me more fishback vibes. Um, he's got. He speaks really quickly. Uh, really quickly, you can see his mind is turning as he's speaking. Um, uh, uh, very, very intelligent um, and is going to be bringing uh, a lot of that intelligent strategy to the game. But I think with a level of of nervousness, I think. I don't think he realizes how nervous he might be. I get the vibe that like he. Ah, uh, parenthood. Yes, Danny, yeah. um, I agree. Sorry, it uh, is giving purple wiggle. Yeah. Um, sorry, everyone. Um, the That's what Danny said there. The... Uh, Real Stephen Fishback vibes, and I think that um, even though he is a car salesman, I don't think he's quite Brian the Iceman. I don't think he's got that level of uh, coldness to him. Uh, I think he does have some warmth like like Fishback, and I think he can bring a real strategic element to the game. And I think what's going to happen is he'll get to the merge, and it'll be a bit like um, Stephen in game changes where he's just too identified as just too much of a strategic threat to be left in the game. And they'll be looking to take him out as a target there. I think, I think he's going to be a, a big threat and I, I don't think he can play down uh, his threat level to be perfectly honest. And I think people will identify and want to take him out. And I also think everyone's going to want to write down Banfield on a piece of paper because what a fantastic name. Like I've never heard that name before. It's great. And even, I mean, look at his photo. The charisma is, the charisma is just pouring out of the picture. Um, you're, I, I think you're right. I don't, I think he's going to be too much of a threat. Okay. Anna, who did you have as your uh, merge boot? Look at the um, last one you've got. So the last one I have is is Sophie, and Sophie deserves so much better than what I'm going to be able to give her in this write-up because uh, the thing – I watched her video a couple of times, and I think Sophie is one of those rare individuals who ends up in a live reality game amateur survivor – and is actually just a really nice, normal person. Um, and so she she didn't really feel like someone who I could squash into a shoebox or, or give like a one-sentence summary. Um, 
you know, she was very personable, talking about how, you know, if there was one person she could have dinner with, dead or alive, it would be her auntie, because she only got to have 39 years worth of dinners and then tearing up. Like, I was tearing up. Um, she she seems like somebody who everyone's going to get along with, but I don't know if she is unhinged enough for this game. I think she is just too sane and normal, um, which is why I kind of, again, really struggled to find a comparison point for her. Um, I've given her Sunday Burquist, but she deserves better than that um, in terms of someone to compare her to. Again, Sophie, this I can't wait to see what her game looks like and how she plays because she she just is she's not a character she's a real person um and it and didn't seem very produced so i'm I, i'm interested to see that character develop and what the editors managed to do with that uh, and matthew yes. there's rest in peace sunday peace. i think she's yes. passed away um and finally the final one is max uh he was talking about him earlier it's the only person we haven't uh got to so it must be your pick for the merge boot uh malcolm malcolm is my pick yes um and saying that i feel merge with malcolm i feel like he could he could finish anywhere he could win it or he could be the first boot and when i say that um he identified his weakness being his age and he's very mindful of that especially in a in a cast where the all of the people he's as he described as being the same age as, as his kids so the merge merge boot he's going to be seen as a threat being so intelligent with his puzzles with his um read on the game how articulate he is and just his survivor iq in general so he might just be that threat there and also not seen as the easy vote but as a very um cautious vote to get him out earlier so there's no problems down the line for the people who are coming up against Malcolm because any of those individual immunities can have puzzles where he could really um, expose those and do well. And he's just dangerous. He just seems like a dangerous player on paper. And after watching his interview, he just like he just has it. He has it under control. Looks like. And I just hope for the sake of it, he goes well. But that's why, that's why I haven't placed it merge boot. So who, who do we compare compare him to? Is he a, is he a loud person? Or is he quiet? I, I think he'll be one, he'll interact well with his tribe, um, kind of go under the radar, but also have that analytical lens of always thinking about his next move and what what's going to benefit him going further in the game. So whoever you want to call that in US Survivor, that's who that person is. I've met, and we've met him <laughs> online. I would describe him, as, Malcolm, as being gregarious without being obnoxious so um something you and i have never successfully pulled off ck um mal is someone who's very outgoing and um and and chatty but doesn't dominate the space um yeah matt's saying his interview went for 44 minutes uh, mal is someone you could happily talk to for 44 minutes um, so he, he looks a bit like a Rupert, but he's clearly not 
like a Rupert there. He's a bit more. Uh, no. We'll, we'll call no, him the Rupert of. We'll call him the Rupert of puzzles. How about we do that? <laughs> Mel, why is Dan Foley? he looks like Dan Foley. The sheer audacity. Look, look, look. The unmitigated if goal. To, if you want to go off lookalikes. Um, he does uh, look like Dan Foley, but he yes. sounds like a much nicer person than Dan Foley. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to draw that comparison. I had it I had it there, had it written down, but I can't, can't Did do you? Malcolm like that. You didn't have anything like that. No, Anna, in fairness, Annabelle and I spoke about this, and that's what the comparison was. Dan Foley, because he looks like Dan Foley. He's nothing like Dan Foley. Yeah, like purely. That's, we're just, that's just if we're going off looks. That's like it would have been a cop out answer. That's why I didn't say it. Yeah, we're not doing the looks. Like you know, the Yule was given to a um, a white guy. Like there's no look comparisons here. It's just uh, you know uh, what the players are like. I, I hear what you say about the sort of player he is. I'm trying to think of strategic, but playing back, good relationship. Maybe Jeremy. Is a Jeremy vibe there? No. No? Let's just call him the Rupert of Puzzles. I like that. <laughs> I'm sure he'd like that yeah. too. Everyone loves Rupert, so why not? Why okay. Not? All right. Well, that's all the cast. I think it's a really exciting cast. I think it's going to be a great season. Um, I have to say the production uh, values are looking really, really top tier. Um, Dan and Em have really... It's Emma, right? Yeah. Have really stepped it up from um, season one, uh, and you can appreciate what it's like doing it the first time. And lessons learned and improving it. Um, the and in particular, I think their um, promo videos uh, where they're sort of co-hosting and bouncing off each other with the with the the sort of he says one thing and then she says something is looking live live. Thank you very much, Mel. Um, uh, is is looking really great. Sorry, like calm, calm down, everyone. <laughs> hey, Mal, Mal is here. Mal's enjoyed it. Hey, Mal, thanks for joining us. Um, hey, look, he's made his like picture. The uh, it's his survivor picture. That's fantastic. Getting into the uh, the promo. Um, I think it's looking really good. I think it's going to be a, a high quality program. I think the twist they've got planned with the ultimate sacrifice. Um, it's giving me real uh, sort of um, Exile Island when you could take someone like from token chains vibes, um, how someone goes and someone from the other tribe goes, you can build some relationships there. And there's also opportunities there to, to win a prize or win a, an advantage. Um, so I think that uh, it's going to be a really good season. And I think that uh, I'm really looking forward to watching it. I think it's going to be um, really exciting. So uh, good to thank you for everyone that came and watched today in the middle of the day, a bit of a random time, but um, uh, we've had quite a, good number of people commenting and viewing. So thank you for attending and we'll be continuing the podcast uh, throughout the season as we cover Canberra Survivor. And I do enjoy that uh, I have somehow shoehorned Annabelle into watching her first uh, amateur Survivor season by, uh, as she said, enjoying the sound of her own voice and not being able to miss up that opportunity. Um, <laughs> so thank you everyone for uh, joining and thank you Annabelle and Max and we will catch you all soon. Thanks, CK. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, CK. Thanks, Annabelle. Thanks, everyone, for listening.